Hey, you're listening to the Prime Culture Podcast. This Prime Culture is for the dreamers, the schemers, and the believers. We're here to introduce a whole new generation to the abundant life. We're here for the prime of our lives. takes me back to the, the the scripture that says my yoke is easy my burden is light right mm-hmm. like it, it took me a long time when I remember when I was younger to realize what a yoke was did you think it was an egg yolk I no I didn't I didn't <laughs> that's so corny right like kids church <laughs> sorry guys kids but church you, you know like you read it and you you think of that verse like without any sort of context you're like well the Lord is promising me rest and peace and he's promising like oh just life is gonna be easier because his yoke is easy and his burden is light a yoke is what you use to tell a, what, how do you call an it? An ox. An ox. A beast of burden. What to do, where to go. Yeah. It's yeah. basically submitting under authority. The Lord is saying, when you submit to me, when my yoke is upon you, it'll be easy and the burden will be light. Amen. But none, make no mistake, I am the Lord. <laughs> I Lord. am your yeah. Lord. And I was, was playing. Okay, so let me go back to the conversation that I was having with Pastor Charles, right? And so I said, you know, I think we've made a mistake. We made a mistake calling mercy or not using the word mercy, right? Because it's grace and mercy Mm -hmm. that works together. It's beautiful, right? And he gives us both. And then his grace pushing us and empowering us to actually live a, a life that is more godly, a life that is that 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 demonstrates a new creation, a new work in my heart, et cetera. And then pastor pastor takes it a step further and he says, you know, Cruz, I there are times where I fear that people who say I've been saved don't understand and they really haven't been saved. No, no, Are we but, talking about this? I'm so excited. No, but yeah, no, but because, but, but, but it's true, right? Like, okay, uh, I'll give, I'll give, I'll give you an example. Pastor Charles isn't here to to give context to what he said, so I'm not, I'm not going to quote him without him in the room. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but I'll give you, I'll give you a a story that I love to share. You've heard me share this story before. It's like the third summer or fourth summer that I'm on staff here. By the way, r- random fact: you and I started on the same day. On the same day, we started our journey as uh, abundant staff and being on team at abundant on the very same day. That's awesome. We're about to hit yeah. nine years, dude. Yeah, epic. <laughs> oh, so diplomatic. The horns. <laughs> hit him with the horns one more time. Let's go. Hey. Um. <laughs> tell, tell me your story. Tell me your story. <laughs> okay. So it's Fourth of July weekend. And this is back when we would do those big old baptism services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had the big swing pools in the parking lot. It was amazing. Three, 400 people would get baptized, right? Um, before we had like baptism class every mm-hmm. week or every month. Anyway, so I remember there's this, I'm, I'm in the pool baptizing people. And this young man, I wish I remembered his name, but I don't remember his name. And if you ever listen to the podcast, somehow the Lord brings you to us. Please come say hi to me again, okay? Yeah. Um, because I've, I've lost touch with him. Anyway, but I love this story. So he comes into the pool and um, he's wearing his Sunday outfit, right? And I'm just like, yo, this is crazy, bro. My guy, what's up? You're like in your Sunday clothes, bro. I'm glad you took your shoes off though, right? Don't mess up your shoes or mess up your shoes, whatever. Jesus is worth it. Anyway, he'll save your soul. Get it? Uh, okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> womp, womp. Okay. That was so bad. <laughs> I know. It was so bad. Okay, whatever. And so I was, I was just so, I was so moved by it, right? And so we went through, ba- we went through the baptism moment. It was awesome. Um, and 
I just asked him, so I, I, you have, I have to ask that question, right? Like, dude, like, tell me, like, how did you end up here? And he said, man, like, it was my first time ever going to church, ever. Um, I feel like I hit a rock bottom um, and I've, I've been party. He was like 24, 25. It was before prime culture existed, all of that, right? right? <clears throat> and so he said, man, I've been, I've been partying and I'm just, man, I'm tired of the patterns of my life, the cycles of my life. And so here I am. And I said, man, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna give God a try, right? <clears throat> and I said, man, that's awesome. Praise God. So I said, so you got saved today. You gave your life to Jesus today. Yeah, man, like, man, like the, the, the message really spoke to me. I prayed the prayer of salvation. Um, and I said, man, I need to be baptized also. So, man, praise God, bro. That's incredible. And so I saw uh, like that, that, you know, like we dapped each other up and, and congratulations. He gets out of the pool, goes, dries off, whatever. And I see him at church for a couple of weeks. I run into him in the lobby, Pastor Cruz, what's up, blah, blah, blah. And um, I lose him for about three or four months, right? I just, oh man, I don't know where my guy is. And I don't, I don't see him for several months. And then I catch him. It was like October, November. It was already in the fall. And he, I see him in the lobby. I was like, yo, dude, what's up, man? Like, it's good to see you again. He had his head, head down, yeah. right? Um, just kind of in shame. You know, you know that, you know that posture. And I, and I was like, dude, what's, like, what's going on? What's the matter, bro? And he's like, nah, man. His words. Nah, man, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I don't, think, I don't think that Jesus thing worked. I don't think salvation worked. And I said, what do you mean, bro? He said, man, like... I'm back in my old life, man. I'm back in my old patterns. And um, I don't know. And I said, okay, well, let's talk about it. And so we talked about it a little bit. And here was, here was pretty much the, the long and short of the conversation. I said, I said, man, so like you're telling me um, that before that Sunday where I met you and you met Jesus, um, you were partying, you were living that life, you were out there and you enjoyed it. He said, yeah, for sure, man. Like that was, that was it. Okay. So you meet Jesus you invite him into your life, um, get baptized, and you start walking it out. Somewhere along the line, you fall off. And so you fall off back into what you've always known, yeah. right? And so here you are. He said, yeah, man. And so I go, so be honest with me, man. Like, keep, keep, it, keep it real with me. Are you enjoying that right now? <coughs> and I, he says, Nah, pastor, I'm, I, I don't. I hate it. I hate it. Right? There you go. Right. You're saved. That's a sign <laughs> of a new life, right? And so, so I essentially pointed this out. I said, <clears throat> so you're telling me that four months ago, five months ago, you're living one way, you loved it. Now, fast forward five, six months, you're living the way you used to live, but you hate it. And the only thing that was done differently was you opened your heart and your faith, got your hopes up about Jesus. Yes, sir. Okay. And you're telling me nothing changed? Mm. And you could just see it in his eyes. I said, man, it's not that salvation didn't work. And here's the point. I said, no one is, you haven't had the opportunity to have someone walk with you to teach you how to walk this life. Yeah. See, this is why the authority of the word is so important. Right, because we'll have a moment like that and walk away and think, man, it doesn't work. No, it's not. And then live miserable our whole lives because now this God awareness is awake, but we don't know how to live it, mm -hmm. right? The authority of the word is beautiful because, and the word of God is beautiful because it'll teach you how to live this life. However, the word and fellowship with the word isn't intended to be done by yourself, No, right? What I love about the word of God is that it actually attracts community. Mm-hmm. Right. If you think about when when the word of God was being written, right, and when it was being shared. So in Jesus' time, 
right? It was, it was not a time of, there, you, don't, you don't have the print press yet, right? You don't have mass abilities to print. So every, every village or every town would have like a teacher, a rabbi, and they would probably have one printed on papyrus version of the Bible or of the Torah, yeah. right? Because you don't have the New Testament yet, right? So they would have the Torah and what would happen? The whole community would gather around the Torah to learn how to yeah. live it out together. Yeah. Again, shame, well, not again, but shameless plug to this. This is why church matters. This is why coming to church matters. This is why being consistent with church matters, right? Because are you going to become a Bible expert just on Sunday church? Probably not. But you know what you'll get? You'll get fundamentals. Yeah. Right? Okay. So he had a moment where it was just like, oh man, like he had made Jesus Lord, but he didn't know how to live as a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. So he need to be taught. So you have that. But then on the other side, you have people who have an emotional moment and go and just keep living the way they were living and don't care. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? And just like, whatever. I had an emotional moment. I'm saved. Well, I think it was John Bevere who was sharing that um, like 40 million Christians after the pandemic left the faith. And that's like, that's an incredible amount of that's people crazy. that left. That's crazy. And the question that it was asked in the conversation that I think I heard it somewhere um, was just like, how do, I mean, all these people thought they were saved or all these people thought, I'm not even going to say saved. All these people had an encounter with Jesus and somewhere along the way, it kind of like faded or it wasn't either real or right. it, it just, it fell through. People were disappointed by it. And um, that, that make, you know what that makes me think of? That makes me think of um, sometimes the, the way that we paint a life with Jesus. Mm. It, it sometimes, sometimes we, we, I guess we don't present it the, in the truth that it is because Jesus comes and, and he gives you a better life. But Paul also writes about walking this life with him and fellowshipping with him in his... The power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering. Of his sufferings. Right, yeah. And the, the Christian life is a beautiful journey. And um, I mean, we can, we can talk about all that. I'm not gonna, I don't want to talk about suffering. <laughs> but um, to me, the, 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 what I'm trying to say is if you have the right perspective about this Christian life and about Jesus and about salvation and you want to walk that out, it'll be one day at a time and it'll be by the help of the Holy Spirit and it'll be not by feelings, but by choice. Right. And then as you walk, you will see more, you know, it's, it's like the beauty of kind of like Jesus walking after his resurrection um, with who was it that he was walking with? The guys with, I forgot, they don't, they don't have names, on, but it's on the road to Emmaus. Yeah, on the road to Emmaus. And they were, and he was walking with them. And to me, that's the journey that the, the Lord Jesus welcomes everyone to. It's like, you don't have to know everything. Maybe you're here, maybe you're listening to this. You're like, I, the only thing I know about the Bible is Noah, Noah's Ark <laughs> and like the Tower of, how do you say it in, in English? Babel, 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 and, um, and a few more. And that's all I know. And there's no pressure because the attempt is not to be a religious person that just knows the Bible. And you know, like the Pharisees, you want to be someone who knows the Lord and can recognize his word and wants to hear the word. And to me, all of that, I mean, going back to the first question that, that, that I talked to you about, so what's the tension to me? The tension is, is, is the relationship. Everything comes from that relationship. And, 
And to me, you're going to want to know more about a person that you're deeply in touch with. Right. Like if I'm not going to want to know a lot more about you, Cruz, if I only see you once a month or if I only see you when I need you, et cetera. The Lord is so good that even though we, even when we do that, even though when he knows, we're just calling, we're like, Lord, if you help me right now, I promise you I'm going to remind, you know? He's he's so kind and so loving. He decides to meet us there every time. Amen. But the goal to me is is the the communion with him, the devotion to him, and then the love for his word will come as a byproduct of that relationship. I don't think you can love the word of God without wanting to know God. I I think I'm maybe I'm saying something like no, no, you're right, crazy. No, but no, to me, right. it, you can't. You can't because I mean, you can know it, but you will not hunger for it or thirst for it. Right. It'll be more of a duty for you. I need to memorize my scripture and I need to do this. I need to do that. Yeah, It'll well, be religion. I think, I think it's summed up in Hebrews eleven six. right? Like without faith, it's impossible to please God. Yeah. Right now, look, I don't want you to misinterpret that. Um, and we have, we have to really behave because like in conversations with, with you, me and you, like we like to go super deep and unpack it all. So I don't, I'm not going to unpack all of that. However, how do you please God? Yeah. Right. Like how do you, how do you, how do you please God? Like, like, do you think God needs me to be perfect? No, no, he doesn't. The thing that pleases him the most is to us, is to see his children living the life he intended for them. Yeah. Right. So I can't live the life that I can't live out and walk out the life that pleases God the most without faith. Right. For whoever comes to God, must believe that he is God and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Right. And so that's, that's a mouthful, but I think that gives us, that gives us a really good framework to how to approach the word. Mm -hmm. Right. So I approach the word. Number one, I have faith, right? What is faith? Faith is in, if you're taking notes, like, I don't know why I'm assuming you're taking notes, but you should, you should take notes, right? This is really good. Faith is second Corinthians chapter four, verse 13, right? Um, having the same spirit of, of faith that he had, speaking of Jesus, we also believe and speak, mm -hmm. right? So believing and speaking, if you're, if you're, if you've been at abundant church, you're a son of the house, right? If you're, if you're a son and daughter of the house, you've heard us say, what is faith? Faith is believing and speaking. So what's believing? Believing is just putting confident trust in something. Yeah. Am I completely certain? No, absolutely not. If I was certain, it wouldn't be called believing. No, you, you, you need to not have certainty to right. have faith. But I trust it, yeah. right? I have confident trust. I'm, I'm, you know, I, do I know without a shadow of doubt? No, but I choose to trust it. I choose to believe, right? Okay. And then believing and speaking. So I have confident believing, confident trust. And then speaking literally just means corresponding action, mm -hmm. right? So I like, I think of it this way. F believing and speaking is I behave like I believe. Yeah. I behave like I believe, right? Okay. So I have to have faith. Without faith, it's impossible to live the life that pleases God. It's impossible. Without yeah. faith, it's impossible. Make sense? Okay. For whoever comes to God, if I'm going to approach God, if I'm going to come close to God, if I'm going to draw near to God, I have to believe that he is God, right? Look, listen, I think a lot of times um, if we're not careful because we're overstimulated, we have way too many movies and we've completely, we've over-sensationalized so many things that it's, it's actually um, worn out our awe and wonder. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So now it's just like, so now we have, we we really are a society and a culture now that's just like, eh. 
Right? Did you did, were you watching when LeBron broke the scoring record? Yeah, I was right, and did you see the memes the next day? Not the memes, but like the photos the next day. Like when I forgot who it yes, was. Yes, like everyone with the right, phones. right. So like like 15, 20 years ago, whatever it was, everyone's watching, watching with their I, eyes, right. And then this time, no one's watching. They're just got the phones. That was actually pretty crazy to see. I know, right? It's a completely different generation. And what's unfortunate is that we're not watching with our eyes. Does that make sense, mm -hmm. right? And so like we've been overstimulated to where now things that should bring awe and wonder just don't. Like, like look, we recently had a string of, of, of deaths in El Paso. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't know if you heard about this. This look, I'm not trying to be a downer. I have a point to this. Okay. I'm not just trying to be, um, uh, what's the word? I'm not trying to be all dark for the sake of just being dark. Okay. Um, but there was a, there was a, um, so last weekend there was a shooting at Silo Vista Mall, a local mall here in the city, right? Yeah. Which for us is triggering because however many years ago, I don't it was like three, three years ago, four years ago, three years ago, um, at, at the Walmart in that same mall area was when we had yeah. the mass shooting, right? The, yeah. the active shooting and, and all of that. And then this week, this morning, man, or yesterday, I read that a 16-year-old girl over here in the Saragossa area was shot to death and left in an alley. Right? I had no idea. Yeah, man. It was just, it just came out in the news. So look, why, why does that happen? You wonder why that happens? Because there, there is no on wonder to life. Mm. You see what I'm saying? As a culture... We don't see the beauty and the wonder of life. No, no value. There's no value in life. Um, and so if I, I cannot approach God, you guys listen, you, we, we, can't even, we can't even appreciate the word of God if we don't believe that he is God. It's like reading a history book. We're back in high school. We're back in yeah. AP history. Do you know what I'm saying? We're yeah. back in philosophy class in college. Like, oh, yeah. we're back in like cultural studies and just like, oh, yeah. God, I have to so I can get the degree. I have to, I have to, right? Yeah. But if I believe that he is God, that he is, a cre he is the creator and he is the all wise one, the one who's existed from everlasting to everlasting, the one who holds the balance of all our lives in his hands and then promises that no one will pluck you yeah. out of my hand. The one who before the earth was formed created a way for us to come back to him because he's so wise that he saw sin happening. It could happen. So j let's just, hey, Jesus, you know, like John, or, or yeah, well, John, uh, or Jesus is referred to as the Lamb of God who was mm -hmm. slain before the foundation of the earth. Yeah, that's crazy. Right? So before the earth existed, before sin existed, like, and they're having like their, their, their project management <laughs> meeting as they're planning out earth. We're going to need plan B, just right? so you know. And they're just like, Holy Spirit is like, hey, uh, to the Father, hey, you know, you know, like this could, you're, wait, what, you're going to give him free will? Yeah. What? Like you're going to give them a choice. You know, this could go south real quick, right? Yeah. And the father's saying, no, I know, but I want them to really be able to sincerely choose me Yeah. and choose us. And so look, I know it can go south. So, hey, Jesus, there may be a time where you're going to need to take one for the team. Mm -hmm. Before humanity and sin ever cre was created, Jesus had already decided, I'll die if I need to. Yeah. That's crazy. So that in his wisdom... And his love for us before we were even created, yeah. he had already created redemption for us, right? Like, if I don't, if I can't fathom that, or if I can't just allow myself to appreciate that, there's no approaching God because He's not God. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? But if I, if I can, if I can just start to, just, just start to, just start to, man, I love Psalm eight. Psalm eight is one of my favorite, one of my favorite psalms, right? And he says. 
oh Lord, oh Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. When I, when I just think, when I contemplate the work of your hands and how wonderful the work of your hands are, I ask myself, what is man that you're mindful of him? Right? Like, oh my God. But what, what does all begin with? Lord, you're majestic. There's an understanding of, of my relationship with a holy right, God. Right. I know who I am right. in the light of him. Right. And you, you want to have a personal relationship right. with me? Right. You can literally say, I'm going to make six of you right now. And you're all just going to like, give me grapes, <laughs> you're whatever. You're going to be slaves. You're going to be slaves. We can serve us, you, but he, he doesn't friends, want man. that. He wants friendship. He wants friendship. And when right. that becomes real to you, your relationship with Jesus becomes real to you to the point where you want it to be an ongoing thing. Absolutely. Like an on, a daily thing, like the same way that you would check on somebody that you love. Right. And, that, and that's where, that's where the writer of Hebrews, which, I, I, okay, so I love Pastor Charles, right? And I love how he does things, right? And so one time he and I were talking and he goes, can we just agree, Cruz? Can we just agree that Paul wrote Hebrews? And I said, like, yes, Pastor. I can totally yes. hear him say that. Yeah, like, can, Cruz, can we just agree? You I and I know, it. right? <laughs> I love that about him. Cruz, can we just agree? I said, Pastor, yes, we can. Especially yeah. if you're saying it 100%, Charles said, right? You know? <laughs> um, anyway, I think that, I think that in, as the writer of Hebrews, when Paul wrote Hebrews and in that verse six, when he says, without faith, it's impossible to please him for if whoever comes to God must believe that he is God and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek, seek him. him, right? So there's this, these dominoes. It's an algorithm. It's the if-then statements. Mm -hmm. If he's God, then this word is real. If this word is real, then everything in this 66 books is true. If this is true, then I can expect what this word says. Yeah. If I can expect what this word says, then it becomes easy. Or hold on, let me take that back. It can become simple because it's never easy but it's not complicated. It can become simple for me to have diligence towards the word of God. Mm -hmm. If I believe, number one, I have faith. If I believe that he is God, and if I believe that he rewards me, oh my, are you kidding me? Yeah. Of course I'm gonna go dig. You know what I'm saying? Like, like miners who are, like, who, are, who are chasing around like gold in the hills. You wanna know why they work hard? They get the, the dirt under their fingernails and they just go, 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 go in the hills. Why? Because there's they believe there's gold yeah. in those hills. We're the same way with the word of so God. Then, so then the question to, go, to kind of like bring it all- I get all preachy. I'm sorry. I, just get, I get preachy. No, I get preachy on the it's podcast. It's great, but to, to, to me to bring it all the way back to the first question is how do you develop a love for the word of God? The question is, who is God to you? How do you see him? And according to how you see him, that's you great. will treat him. And according to how you see him, you will seek him. If he's worth seeking to you, you will seek him. If he's not worth seeking to you, he's yeah. not worth seeking. So the question to me, and I mean, to me that I ask myself every day, it's like, how can I see you better, Jesus? Because if I see you better, if I see a new side of you that I was never there, I'm sure I'm going to be surprised by revelation. I'm going to yeah. be surprised by something, yeah. like something's just going to hit me. Because we, I mean, how... How incredible would it be to wake up every day and expect to see something in our God that we didn't know before? Yeah, well, I, I think what we need to do is bring it back down to the ground for, for okay, so look, I'm just going to keep it a book, all right? So I'm just going to talk to young adults like I want to talk to young adults, all right? Like, okay, so here we go. About time. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to talk to you this way. Like, I'm going to talk to you like amateurs. Mm. Okay. No, for real. I'm going to talk to you like, like, like amateurs. I'm not going to talk to you like you're a professional Christian that's been doing this for 25 years. Like I have, right? Like I'm going to talk to you like amateurs. So like, so like 
coming at you with a whole perspective like, hey, the authority of the word of God. Okay, that's great. Can we just start basic fundamentals? Okay, so can I call the authority? Can I help you translate the authority of the word of God? Rather than saying it's an authority, can I can we just can we just agree here just to start off? Can we just say, hey, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna make it the priority to the word of God. I'm gonna give the word of God priority. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Well, when I give you priority, I'm gonna check with you first. Right? The same way you give your girlfriend priority before you go out with your boys. I wonder what would happen if you gave God the same priority you gave your girlfriend, who you're not going to marry anyway. <laughs> if you're 21, no, what? Don't roll your eyes. It's not going to happen. Yeah. You know Especially if you don't honor God and you're smashing and doing all this stupid stuff. Like, are you for real? Yeah. Do, for real. Okay. No. Okay. You're, you're That's not, it's not everybody. It's not everybody. Okay. But what like, okay. So the same way you give priority, right? Like, which this is a con- <laughs> complete rant, but I like, don't be that guy that just like you get lost every time you get in a relationship, right? Like Oof. what happened? What happened to that boy? Hey, he's Oof. got a new girl. Oh, okay. We'll see. Uh, when they, we'll see we, when they break up. Okay. Like, it, it, this is the truth. Literally Cruz and I, sometimes we'll talk about like people in our life, like young adults. And we say like, Hey, we're so-and-so. And like, Oh, we, they're booed up. That's what happened. Up. They're booed up. And then we both say, Oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, dude, I'm, I'm dude. I'll take it. I'll take it a step further. But okay. I'm going to be praying for them. We'll be here to help them put the pieces back together. <laughs> Is that too honest? I don't care, man. I love you enough to we, say it. Yeah, we love you. I love you enough to say it. I do. I love you enough to say it. Now, if you're in a relationship and it's life-giving and you're honoring God and you're both giving God priority first, yeah. it can go well. Even if you don't get married, it can go well. So anyway, we can talk about that but later. But again, you're talking about priority. And to me, you give priority to things that are valuable One to you. One million percent, bro. So the question goes back again, the word of God, the, the, the Holy Spirit, all that. Who is God to you? Right. Who, because how you see him, you will value him. 100%. And if, if there's a quality, oh, let's 100%. even talk about this, if this okay. If there's a quality of the Lord that d- does not belong to him, that you gave to him, that you read somewhere in a post or something, <laughs> and it's not him, that's not, you're not, that's not Jesus. Jesus right. is who he said he was. Right. So to me, one of the best, one of the most important things to know about God is not just who he is, but who he is not. Right. Oh, that's a good word. Because if that's who good. he is not, you're going to be believing for some, or in, in a God that he, who didn't reveal himself like that to you. And I mean, I, I, I could just talk about, I'm not going to talk about this right now, but I know there's we're a, already like an hour plus. Right there's, now. <laughs> a, there's a relationship that I have. This is awesome. By the way, of somebody who, who is, I guess is going through a journey through a, like a journey of figuring out things that they, it's kind of like a crossroads of like, is God this or is God that? Right. And it's kind of like a deal breaker for them. And um, again, going back to my, my main point is if you want to have a better relationship with the word of God, you must see the Lord like fully and clearly. And by the way, you're never going to be able to do that until you get to heaven, but we can try our best. Yeah. And the more that, the more that we look and the more that we seek diligently, the more that he'll reveal himself to us. He'll yeah. make him know, he'll make yeah. himself known. Then when, 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 when you have that kind of like hunger, then it, that translate translates into the word. And all of a sudden you want to know about theology and all of a sudden the word theology doesn't scare you. And it actually is important to you. Like, wait, yeah. what do I believe about that? Wait, where do people go after they die? Do they go here? Or there's people that have multiple views. Who cares about the multiple views? What I'm trying to say is things will become interesting to you all of a sudden. Right. And all of a sudden you'll be a man of the word and you'll be a person that says, I love the word of God and it changed my life. But I don't think there'll be a value for the word of God unless there's a value for the Lord himself first. You you have to love Jesus. You have to see Jesus as Lord. As Lord. Right? 
Okay. And he said, John 15. You know, here, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Okay. For real. Go read John 15. Okay. Like the first 10 verses. Go read John 15. Let it speak to you. Jesus literally says this. I am in you. You're in me and I am you. If, if you abide in me. You abide in me. And if you keep my commandments and if my word is in you. The Amplified Version says it this way. I actually shared it with the church on Sunday. Um, <clears throat> the Amplified Version actually says, if the message I give you lives in your heart. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, right? Um, one of my favorite, and I guess we're landing the plane. I'm feeling the, like the, like the landing pattern. I'm feeling like, you know, um, <laughs> one, of my, one, of my favorite, one of my favorite verses when it comes to the word is Psalm 119 verses 9 through 11 right? And David starts off saying, how shall a young man cleanse his way? How, how, how can a young person make their way pure? Mm. And it's not just about washing sin. It's about eliminating the unnecessary stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, and so how can I make my way straight? How can I make my way effective? Right. That's one thing that I love about this generation. Like they're about business, man. Like they're, they're about it. Like they're about their grind. They're about their hustle. They're about their focus, all of that. Right. And before I go too far into Psalm, Psalm 119, I, I kind of want to just come back to that whole thought of like, give God priority. Like something that I'm, that, that I love and I'm actually challenged. I'm on, I'm on a journey right now, right. With, with, with just my physical, the physical aspect of my life. But one of the things that I'm inspired by all I the time. I can see your job bones. Don't worry about it. One of, one of the things I'm inspired by at, by our young adults is like commitment to fitness. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's just because of, of social media or whatever, whatever, but I feel like this may be the, one of the, one of the fittest generations, uh-huh. like and commitment to eating well as well. 100%. Right. And so for me, it's like, man, like, um, Paul said it this way in second Timothy three, he said, physical exercise profits little, but godliness answers to all things. Right, and we got we got a ha- we got hammers for them. Right, like here we go. Right, <laughs> so watch. I, I want you to think about it. Right, so like your gym work, your macros, your meal prep, all of that. Awesome, awesome. But the apostle Paul said it this way. But but giving that priority profits just a little, mm-hmm. and a little not just mean that it's meaningless. It means that that's only good for eighty years. Yeah. Wow. Does that make sense? It's only like okay. So eighty years seems like oh my god, it's forever. Yeah, but in the span of eternity, that's very little. However, godliness, godliness, and that word godliness literally means Jesus at the center, Mm. right? Because in the next verse, he says, so if you struggle, struggle and fight for godliness, right? The same way you you struggle at the gym, right? You're getting your reps in, struggle and get your reps in for godliness, keeping Jesus at the center. What does that mean? He's priority. Right. Okay. And what would happen? What would happen if you like, here's what blows my mind. Like I talked to like a 21 year old and they're like, they're like, like when they talk about their macros and stuff. And I'm just like, the heck, when did you become a scientist? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're like, oh, it's on Instagram. Well, this or is whatever, also the know? most, the most informed generation. 100%. So. Right. And I'm like, man, that's awesome. Give a little bit of that priority to understand the word. Watch what happens. Well, I would say give all priority. Well, I'm just starting where they are, Philippe. I'm, ah. just, I, <laughs> I'm just starting where we are. I'm just starting where we are, right? Just, just follow it. Just follow a little bit, right? But I do, I agree. I agree. I agree. Right. So like, look, when you, we talked a lot about the authority of God, but I just want you to take away, take that away with you for a little, like from this conversation that just give it priority the same way you give priority to the things that really drive you. Right, your business, entrepreneurship. Want like you want you want to have financial freedom? Like I see some young adults posting about that. You want to have financial freedom? First of all, awesome. Um, Every ad on my YouTube. You, you is know that. Like no, dude. Like for real. And I'm like, that's great. Go buy your first house and then come talk to me about my finances. Like, 
come give me financial advice <laughs> when you buy your first house. I'll let your boy then. You know? well, yeah. I'm being obnoxious. I respect the hustle. I do. I respect the grind. Anyway, what if you gave the word of God, God's instructions, that same priority? Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. So Psalm 119. So David says it this way. How, should, how can a young person make their way pure? But by heeding, the word heeding literally means doing what you say. Mm. Heeding, taking heed according to your word. Your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Mm. Right? Okay. So I've hidden your word in my heart. The word for hidden in the old Aramaic is the same word for value. I've guarded it. I've placed it in a place of value and guard. Why? Because I see it more valuable than what's in my heart. That's literally what he's saying. I see, I see your word more valuable than my heart. So we have to ask the question, what's my heart? I've said it earlier. That's your soul, right? Like how you feel, what you're currently thinking because of how you currently feel. And what you want. And the decisions you're making. Mm -hmm. The desires of your heart, what you want, right? Because of how you're thinking and how you're feeling, right? And David says, your word, I've placed it in a, in a higher value than my heart. Yeah. So I may not sin against you. The word sin there is very interesting. Man, I don't have time to unpack it. Dang it. Maybe I do. Okay, whatever. Okay, so <laughs> um, the word sin is a, is, is a very uh, rare word in the Old Testament. In my time of study, I'm not saying this is fully comprehensive, but in my, in my limited study, um, I've only found it used in one other place. And so the word sin there is not the popular Old Testament definition of sin, which is to miss the mark, mm. right? That's where we, you know, like when we say, man, like when you sin, you miss the mark. All have, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, right? The 100%, that is a fundamental definition of sin. Man, I missed the standard. Yeah. I missed the mark. I didn't quite live up to God's standard and expectation for my life. Cool. But when David says, your word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against you, it doesn't mean to miss the mark. It's used in another place when sin is introduced to the world. It's used in Genesis 3. It's the same word. Same word. Watch. The eyes of their understanding were opened. They saw that they were naked and they were ashamed. Ashamed. The word ashamed and the word sin, the original Aramaic word, are the same word. And in my experience, and again, just my limited study, I'm not saying, I'm not making a statement of doctrine. Or anything, I'm very careful with that, right? Like, so yeah. don't don't go say, man, Cruz said it's the only two places. I've only found it in those two places. Um, the word ashamed and the word sin literally means I've saw myself, I judged myself, and I felt incomplete. Mm. I saw myself, I judged myself, and I felt incomplete. It's crazy, right? That's crazy. How often do we sin? Because I see myself. Judge I judge myself and yeah. I feel incomplete, right? <laughs> Every so, day. <laughs> <laughs> so the result, the result, the result of judging myself, the result of judging myself comes, leads me to a sense of incompletion. Here's why the word matters, Felipe. You will never be able to define yourself by yourself. Mm -hmm. you, we are created beings, it's like this microphone having at some point have some point having consciousness, um, consciousness right? Singularity, that's the word. Um, and, and it has consciousness and it says, I'm a Ferrari. No, you're not. No, you're not, bro. And then and then him him coming to himself and saying, Man, I'm not a Ferrari. 
But isn't that exactly where we are in today's generation? It's, it's what we do. It, dude, it's, it's why? Because we all try to be God, right? All of us. Okay. So um, I cannot define myself by myself because I'm a created being. It's a, that is a, that's what you call a fallacy. Yeah. Right? Okay. And so whatever. So David is saying, I need to value your word. So we have to ask the question, what's the word? That's something we didn't establish. What is the word? So we said it's the canon, the 66 books of the Bible. Man, I love teaching this, by the way. Like it's in, like, I love yeah. teaching this. Okay. Um, very fundamentally, I teach this to our interns every session. That's why it's like just in there. Okay. Fundamentally, here's what the word of God is. Yes, Old Testament, New Testament, 1 million percent. However, fundamentally, the word of God is the precepts of God, the principles of God, and the promises of God. And they go in order, right? What's a precept? A precept is a fancy word for a command. Yeah. Here's what I want you to do. When I read the word, I see the precepts of God. I see the command of scripture. Here's what I want you to do. But it's not just command alone. It goes, I hear his precept. I hear his command, but then he gives me the principle. So the command, the precept is what I want you to do. The principle is how I want you to do it the character I want you to embody as you're doing this, right? So Paul would say it this way. The command of God is speak the truth. With love. But the principle is with love. Yeah. Right? That's the godly way to do it. And then you have the promises of God. So the precept is the command of God, the command of scripture. The principle is the character that I carry while I'm walking out in scripture. And the, the promises are, here's what you can expect when you walk this out. Yeah. Right? You can't have the promises without the precept and the principle. And there's a whole generation that wants the promise and then they, and they want that. the cloud and they want the blessing, but they don't want the blesser. They want the gift, but they don't want the giver. They want the, the, the creator thing, but they don't want the creator. And that's an idol. And that, my friend, is an idol. 100%. 100%. Right? Okay. So David, Moving is, saying, on. David is saying, Lord, I'm going to watch I've tried living my own life with my own word. I was Lord and it was my word. And you, the best I could do was come to the point where I'm incomplete. I'm sinful. I'm incomplete. I'm incomplete. What do I do? And maybe there's somebody listening to us who, who literally is, this is you. You're like, I, I am incomplete. And I am my Lord and is my word that I've been following this whole time. I've been doing it on, I, I like for another, like, like better words, I've been doing it in my own strength. I've been doing it without Shush. you, Jesus. And sometimes, I mean, you can interpret that as the Lord being apart from you or far away. I feel far away from the Lord. Absolutely. But it, it could be more like maybe he's just not where he's supposed to be. Absolutely. He, well, look, here's what happens is we all bow to scripture. Sometimes it's just not the word of God. Sometimes it's the word of Cruz. Sometimes it's the word of Instagram. Sometimes it's the word of popular culture. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's the word of what we call tolerance. I'm going to leave that alone. One, like, yeah. We're going we're to talk about that at some point this year, right? But we all bend the knee. All of us. That's such a game, game of Thrones. We all bend the knee. <laughs> Same. All of us, right? Who you're bowing to? I don't know. Yeah. Okay, okay. So David says, man, I've been bowing to my own word. 
And the best I can, the best I can do is I arrive and I'm incomplete. Yeah. So he says, how, how now he's writing this after a life of right of, of experience. Right. Yeah. And, and, um, just, just real quick pro tip or pro hack. Psalm 119 is all about the word of God. I think it's like 176 verses. Read that too this week. It's the longest chapter in the Bible and it's all about the word of God. Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp into my feet and a light, to, light into my path. Psalm yeah. 119, I think it's 69. You, the entrance of your word brings light. It's all about the word of God. Okay. So now David says, but man, in my experience, because he's talking to young people, that means he's old, right? So the same question you're asking me, how did you learn to appreciate the word of God? Here's how I learned to appreciate the word of God. I've learned. I once was young, but now I'm old, mm. right? And I've learned that the only way I could purify my life is by hiding and valuing your word have I hidden. I've valued in my heart. I've, I've placed this ranking system. Yeah. I have a hierarchy in my heart and your word has priority over my desires so that I won't sin, so that I'm not incomplete. Yeah. So what I do, Lord, is I value your word. I give priority to your word. I hold your word in a higher regard than how I feel, what I think, and what I want to do so that in my place of humanity, I don't, your word completes me. Yeah. Watch second Timothy. We're going to bring it full circle. Second Timothy three sixteen says this, all scripture is God breathed given by divine inspiration and is profitable is good, right? That's what that means. Mm -hmm. It's good for instruction it's good for conviction of sin. It's good for correction of error and restoration to obedience. It's good for training in righteousness, which means learning to live in conformity to God's will, both publicly and privately. It's good to teach you how to behave honorably with personal integrity and moral courage. Watch, so that the child of God may be found complete. Complete and proficient, outfitted and thoroughly equipped for every good work. Yeah. The word of God will complete you when you find yourself in sin, which is, I feel incomplete. Yeah. The word of God will complete you. And it all begins with just give him priority. That's what it means to make Jesus Lord of your life. You get priority. You sit at the head of the table. I don't start, this is old school stuff, right? But like, I was raised by a World War II veteran. My dad went to heaven last year, but I was raised by a World War II veteran and a mom that was born and raised in Mexico, <laughs> right? My mom would set the table, serve the food. Nobody touches. Nobody touches anything till my father came and sat down. Old school, old school, but he had priority. Yeah. Because he was the father of the house. Mm -hmm. We don't have that anymore. Yeah. We don't honor that anymore, right? So what do I do? I don't sit at the head of the, 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 the table of my life. I don't sit at the head. Never. Jesus sits at the head. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's what we're saying. The authority of the word of God. So at Prime Culture, the young adults that we see, the young adults that we're praying for, we're believing for this culture, this movement that I think we can all agree, man, God is doing something really yeah. special, really unique. The young adults we see are a generation of young adults, 20, 30 year olds, college students, 20s and 30s who say, God, there's a lot of places, peoples, and things trying to take and become Lord of my life. But in all of that, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep you as my priority. Yeah. You're my priority. You're number one, man. Yeah. That's it. The authority of the word of God. 100%. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. 
you have anything to add? No. I would just say, you know, the since it's begun, the, our heart has been that this would become like a, a culture, right? And and that we see we see a culture that doesn't depend on a preacher to know what the word says. It doesn't right. depend on a good podcast. Doesn't depend, but that they have personal revelation of who Jesus is. So I pray that when you're listening to this, it makes you at least curious to go open your Bible and yeah. maybe say, Lord, speak to me. Speak to me. Talk to me. Felipe, I didn't have good Bible teachers. This sounds horrible. I had men in, men, in, men in my life, my father being one of them. My father was my pastor the first 17, 18 years of my life, yeah. right? <clears throat> Who did the best they could, but they, you know, just didn't have a lot of strong development. Um, and I remember being in my 20s when I come to Jesus for real, get converted and get born again for real and not knowing where to go. Dude, dude, like, I'm talking like Windows XP. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm else, not even going to try I to know, figure know, out how old that was. Dude, don't, uh, dude, you were like seven months, you know? <laughs> like, right? Like, so I don't have Google. I don't have Bible Gateway. I don't have version. What I have is a King. I don't even have like the message translation, bro. I have King James. Yeah. And I'm sitting in my room. Daniel will tell you. I'm, sit, I'm sitting and I'm saying, God, speak to me. Please, God. Like, I just, I, all I need is one word. All I need, just help me understand you. Just help me understand you. You know, and, and he, would, he would speak and he would reveal and then something would come into my life and I'd connect it and, you know, and it was hard and frustrating. And like, then I would, then, then like, you know, cable, cable TV, right? And so TBN, you know, which is like the Christian channel comes and guys like T.D. Jakes are on there, right? And I'm just like, and I'm not even a preacher at this time. Like I'm not preaching yet. I just love the I just love the word because it's like it just feeds me right. And there's a guy named B B Bishop T D Jakes in Dallas who's preaching things that I've never heard in my life. And I'm like, bro, do, what Bible do you use? You know, what I'm saying? like, what do you have? And so now I'm buying his like his CDs, his tapes back then, and just listening to them and f letting them feed me. This is look. This is why I appreciate the guys on YouTube, right? Because like it just there's so much stuff out there. You just gotta go listen, listen, listen. Let it feed it, but don't let it be. Don't let that be your meal. Let it's that supplemental. be. Let that be a supplement. And you hear something that Mike Todd says, or you hear something that Tim Ross says, or you hear something that Stephen Furtick says, or you hear something that Jared Neiman says, or whatever, right? And then you say, "Oh man, I want to go read more about that." And so, you go and you read more about it, and that just primes your thought, your yeah. thinking. And you just see where God takes you. It's beautiful, man. God is faithful. He wants to be revealed. Yeah. He wants to be. Known. He wants to speak to you. Yeah. But he has to have authority. He has to have priority. He has to have priority in your life. Yeah. You have to make room. Yeah. Selah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Man, that was a good, that was good, man. I feel like that was really, really strong. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Um, hey, thanks for listening to, to the content. Really, really grateful for you guys. Um, I do this all ever. I do this every episode now um, because I think it's so important. We believe in our content. We believe in what God is speaking. We believe in what God is doing. So here's where I need your help. Okay, the culture needs your help. If you believe in this as well, then I need you to do a couple of things. Number one, if you're watching on YouTube, I need you to like it. I need you to subscribe to it. I need you to turn on notifications, and I need you to share it, man. This will change someone's life right? It really will. If you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, man, will you just take a moment? It takes two minutes. Give us a good rating. Yeah. Leave us a little review, man. 
not only is it does it help us get the content out there, it really encourages us, man. Yeah. Like every time we see a comment or every time we see a new review, it's just like, oh man, people are listening. This is awesome. Today I got like three DMs, people who are, who are listening to our most recent episode on the podcast. And like, it just encourages me. Yeah. It encourages us, right? So um, if this is blessing you, like, come on, be a part of what we're doing, okay? And just help us share it. And um, let's just keep seeing what God will do. Yeah. Felipe, thanks for being on this, man. This was awesome. I loved it. Will you come back? 100%. I'll be here next week. Hey, let's rock. Let's rock. I love you guys, man. We'll see you soon. Keep an eye out. Follow us on social media at This Prime Culture. We have a lot of stuff coming up. It's really exciting. So until then, be, love you. Love y'all.